Welcome to Sano Health Bursts. I'm Heather Richards, Nutritional Therapist, Director of Nutrition at Sano and Nutrition Lead for the College of Medicine. Sano Health Bursts are short, informative, practical sessions discussing food, nutrition and lifestyle, helping you live a healthier life. Today we're going to talk about how you can use your diet to help you pass smoothly through the period when your hormones are changing and you're coming to the end of your reproductive years. These years of change are known as the perimenopause and they can last up to 12 years beginning anywhere from the late 30s onwards and the menopause is defined as 12 months after your last period. Now before we look at how food can help this period in a woman's life that's actually dreaded by most, firstly it's important to understand what's actually happening throughout the years with your body. So during the menopause, sexual hormones are fluctuating as you come to the end of your reproductive years. And then once you reach the menopause itself, the hormones become more stable and remain there in what we call post-menopause. It's actually the fluctuations in the hormones during that perimenopause phase and then the new lower levels of the hormones at the menopause that can result in these undesirable symptoms and health outcomes. So symptoms experienced can include anything from night sweats, hot flashes, weight gain, heavy periods, headaches, anxiety, memory loss, low mood, poor sleep, loss of muscle mass and breast pain. I'm sure that's familiar to many of us here. And the poor health outcomes post-menopause, they can include osteoporosis, cardiovascular disease, diabetes and hard to shift weight gain, particularly around that abdominal area. Now, throughout your reproductive years, there's this constant fluctuation in hormones, particularly estrogen and progesterone, as you pass through your monthly cycle. However, at the end of those years at menopause, those levels remain at a constant low. And although the hormones aren't any longer needed for reproduction, they've got many other far-reaching health benefits that are lost once we've reached to menopause. For example... Other roles of estrogen include building muscle mass, bone health, metabolic health, insulin sensitivity, mood, and protecting against cardiovascular disease. And one of the most valuable things that you can do to include in your diet is plenty of protein within every meal. Now, protein, it not only helps you feel satisfied and less likely to crave sugary foods that are undesirable for health, but it's also important to aid in the maintenance of insulin sensitivity. This is important for both the brain and bodily functions. And protein will also help promote fat loss and build muscle, resulting in increase in metabolic rate. Now, when you're choosing your protein, choose high quality protein sourced from real food. In other words, from animals and plants, not processed foods. Remember the phrase, if it ran, it swam, it flew or grew, eat it, everything else leave behind. That's going to really help you remember what is real food. 
Now let's look at magnesium. Magnesium is a mineral that's important throughout life, but during perimenopause and menopause, it should be a focus to include adequate amounts within the diet. It's involved in hundreds of enzymatic reactions in the body and has far-reaching functions. For example, it's involved in energy production, promoting sleep, building bone, blood pressure maintenance, insulin sensitivity. And inadequate amounts result in magnification of those menopausal symptoms. Magnesium can be found in a variety of foods, but in particular, focus on fish, dark green leafy veg, and nuts and seeds. Grains and legumes are also a good source of magnesium, but the amount of these consumed needs to be balanced with the carbohydrate intake that's relevant for you, depending upon your individualized needs. Now, too much carbohydrate for an individual's needs will result in poor metabolic health, weight gain and the development of insulin resistance, diabetes and cardiovascular disease. We'll discuss optimal carbohydrate consumption for your needs in other podcasts as it's too big a topic to cover in this brief discussion. Now we've mentioned some other roles of estrogen apart from reproductive health. One way that you can modulate estrogen levels is to include phytoestrogens in the diet. Now, phytoestrogens, they're compounds within plants that attach to estrogen receptors on your cells, and this has the impact of blocking estrogen within the body from attaching to your cells. It can be really useful when there's excess levels of estrogen, such as during the perimenopausal years, because during this time, estrogen levels initially rise and can widely fluctuate, resulting in many of the unfavorable symptoms. And in this case, the phytoestrogens that you can consume have an anti-estrogenic effect, which is very useful. Additionally, when estrogen levels are low and phytoestrogens bind to the estrogen receptors, they can have an estrogenic effect. So it's the opposite way around. And this would be the situation, say, at menopause when estrogen levels are low. In other words, they can act like estrogen and therefore support many areas of health that are associated with menopause and the low levels of estrogen. So think about bone health, muscle mass, metabolic health, cardiovascular health, and even mood and mental health. So where do you find phytoestrogens? Well, edamame beans, tempeh, tofu, miso, flax seeds, and cruciferous vegetables such as cauliflower, broccoli, and cabbage. Now, just a word of caution with soy. Not all soy foods are equal in nutrition and some are heavily processed. So remember to focus on the minimally processed foods such as edamame beans and fermented products like tempeh and miso. Tofu can often contain many undesirable ingredients such as added sugars and preservatives, so check your labels if you're buying tofu. Soy milk is made by blending soaked soybeans and filtering off the liquid. Typically, many soy milk products contain thickness, stabilizers, and sweeteners. And even if you choose an unsweetened version that has nothing added, you're still missing many of the benefits of soybeans. Think about it like juicing. You're leaving behind the fiber and many of the nutrients with it. So soy milk can't really be classified as a real food. It has been processed. 
So today I've given you a few simple changes you can make to your diet to aid in the transition through perimenopause and menopause. We've looked briefly at protein, magnesium and phytoestrogens. There are plenty of other strategies that can be incorporated. So to learn more, come along to our discussions or webinars where we cover areas in much more detail and you have an opportunity to ask questions. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sano Health Bursts. If you want to learn more, then subscribe to this podcast, to our newsletter, read our blogs, join our webinars or study with us. Visit our website at sanolife.co.uk or email us at learn at sanolife.co.uk to find out more and enrol on our courses. Start improving your health today and put the tips I've given you into practice. Then sana in compore sano. A healthy mind in a healthy body.